Hi there, and welcome to the Oompal.com podcast. I'm Oli, and for episode number 12, it is my pleasure to bring to you a chat with John Rinaldi of J. Rinaldi Pipes. You can find J. Rinaldi Pipes online at www.jrinaldipipes.com. The following podcast is made possible by Tobacco Supermarket. Joyce has an incredible selection of pipe tobacco, not to mention nasal snuff and lots more. Go to www.tobaccosupermarket.com and pick up some of your favorite pipe tobacco or find something new there today. Joyce ships all over the world, so check out her selection right away. I was able to record the following conversation with John Rinaldi on November 23, 2008. Have a seat, grab a pipe, and stay a while. I hope you enjoy. John, tell us a little bit about where you're located. Uh, I'm right outside of Tucson. We're uh, in an area called Sonoida, and Sonoida is uh, its probably about 40 minutes southeast of Tucson. We're up at a much higher elevation. We're up at about 5,000 feet here in, in horse country. Uh, my wife and I, we have a little horse ranch here, and uh, it's just beautiful. It's grasslands. You know, when I first moved here to Arizona about uh, 11, 12 years ago, it was first uh, we were we were in the Scottsdale area. Coming from northern New Jersey, I never thought uh, that the uh, warm weather would bother me. I said, oh, warm weather never bothered me. But to live a number of years down in, a, in a, that scenic Scottsdale area is just a, it's a killer in the summer. So we moved up here uh, about four years ago and just never looked back. I mean, it's just it's much, much cooler. I mean, today, I mean, this is the most beautiful time of the year for us. The, the weather is just gorgeous up here. Uh, you know, today, like in the morning, it'll be in the 30s, and then it warms up into in the uh, generally in the 60s. You know, it's beautiful, sunny, and it's uh, just uh, nice. Beautiful wow. weather, dry climate compared to northern New Jersey. <laughs> I'll yeah. tell you, it's really nice. Did you used to live in New Jersey then? Yeah, I was born and raised there, and I uh, had my uh, I started uh, my business there uh, a number of years ago, and you know I was in the beauty uh, business for um, oh about twelve years or so. Uh, I happened to start in at a time when um, the Dow Sassoon era was here, and uh, uh, so I got in right at the beginning of a very good time, and and uh, I built a very nice size salon operation, and. Uh, I uh, was very busy. I uh, went into the beauty supply business and uh, was there for uh, you know, maybe 12, 13 years. And uh, it got to be such a you know labor-intensive business uh, that I, uh, after a while, it just got very tough for me. And, and I've always been a serious amateur photographer. I used to come out here to Arizona uh, for the last 25 years and take photo workshops with Arizona Highways Magazine. Uh-huh. You know, as years went by, it just got harder and harder to go back. Anyway, well, what happened was I went back and I sold uh, my business at one point, and then I just, I was doing photography, uh, commercial photography, uh, various realtors, and I've done that for uh, most of my career, 20-some-odd mm-hmm. years in New Jersey, and then I uh, I moved out here and um, basically was a fine arts photographer. I started working with Arizona Highways Magazine, and I was a... Uh, an escort with them, where okay. we take people come from all over the country, and we take them on photo workshops and what have you. And uh, you know, it gave me a good opportunity to see uh, an awful lot of Arizona. Yeah, wow, that's neat. You know, I really enjoyed that, and then uh, I got into pipe making. 
before we talk about your pipe making, how long have you been smoking pipes? Oh, I, I guess I started smoking pipes around eight years ago. Uh-huh. Uh, and it just happened on a fluke, really. Uh, I had a, uh, a friend of mine from New Jersey came to visit us over here. He was a pipe smoker, and uh, he just had this most beautiful pipe, and, and I held it, you know, and it felt so good, and it was nice and smooth, and, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, was... Uh, enthralled with the whole thing and then he you know he left and I, I talked to my wife Jennifer I said you know I said many years ago when I was a kid maybe 16 17 years old I'm originally from uh, an area called Nutley New Jersey uh, there's a little tobacco store on a corner and I used to go in there and you know with the, the kids at 16 and 17 years old and I, I think I must have bought a corn cob pipe and all the tobacco smelled so so good the aroma of them and uh, you know we used to load them up and and smoke them but uh, you know they never stay lit I mean I never was really a pipe smoker but I loved the smell anyway it brought back those memories and uh, oh, a number of years ago also I started to collect I guess when eBay was just starting I started to collect cigar box labels with beautiful works of art those beautiful gold leaf so I used to through a friend of mine who introduced me to this here on eBay when eBay was just beginning. Mm-hmm. I, I used to buy these labels, you know, and mm-hmm. bid on them and, and sell them. And then I got into collecting Zippo lighters. Mm-hmm. So I had a whole bunch of them here. So after my friend left, uh, I started looking uh, on eBay. Uh, to sell. I was going to sell some of these lighters and what have you. And I started to look at some pipes. And uh, before you know it, I ordered a pipe and the pipe came and and I loved it, and I got some nice tobaccos, and I started smoking that. Before you know it, I bought another pipe and another pipe. And yeah, <laughs> I know how I, that goes. <laughs> oh, God. And from there, I went to even a little bit more expensive pipes. My last two shows in Chicago, I met Peter Metzenhall and, uh, you know, and, and a lot of the people uh, uh, over there. And, and I, I, bought, I, I wind up having a couple of Peter's pipes. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden, I wind up having a whole collection of pipes over here. And I guess it was uh, one Christmas, uh, I guess about five years ago, uh, my wife bought me some pipe books for Christmas. And along with one of those books was, uh, I guess, you know, following the path of many others, uh, uh, was that book from Timo in Vermont on pipe making. And Uh so I went out and I... uh, uh, I, I bought a couple of drill bits from them and, and uh, uh, a couple of blocks that were pre-drilled and what have you, and I start carving a pipe, and I don't know. It, it just one thing led to another. Before you know it, uh, I start making pipes and just really enjoying it. And, you know, before you know it, you start buying more equipment and yeah. you start learning more, and, and, uh, and uh, you know, I, I, I just really... Uh, you know, fell in love with it. And I started uh, making pipes and, and giving them to uh, friends. And, and before you know it, I started selling a couple of pipes here and there. And um, and, uh, and here I am today. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm a full-time pipe maker and loving every minute of it. Yeah, well, I, I got to say that um, the pipes that I've seen of yours are absolutely phenomenal. They're really incredible. It's incredible to me that you just started um, even smoking pipes just eight years ago because looking at your work, uh, it's it's really something else. 
tell me how when did you first start um, offering your pipes for sale? Well, uh, Oli, I started um, selling them to neighbors and and uh, you know just some uh, some distant friends here and there. But two years ago, I guess I went to the Chicago show, my wife and I, just to uh, to see what's going on. You know, I read so much about the Chicago show. Yeah. And that's when I really got very serious about it. I met so many nice people there and, and became pretty good friends with uh, Michael Parks mm-hmm. uh, in Canada. Yeah. You know, we chat back and forth. And, and uh, at that time, I was making quite a few pipes and selling them. But that's what really started me evolving, I think, and really putting myself into a, to a different level of, uh, of pipe making. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I, I did go and I spent about a day and a half with Michael and I met his wife Megan. He has a wonderful family and Michael showed me some some really different ways of doing things. You know, mm-hmm. like I said, I mean I was all trial and error and what have you. And so when I came back from visiting with Michael, I mean I just I put hours and hours and hours into my workshop and I just kept with it and, and learning more and and going to the pipe shows are, are just wonderful. And from there, I start talking to people like, uh, you know, Jeff Grasick and, you know, other uh, people, Jody Davis and what have you. And I got to meet more people and picking up a little bit here and there and yeah. coming back to my, my shop and working. Uh, you know, living out in a rural area here uh, in Arizona, I don't have the opportunity of being with a lot of uh, pipe people and, and pipe clubs or what have you. So, uh, you know, I had to spend an awful lot of time uh, working on my own. What's behind your artistic eye when it comes to your pipes? I'm just starting to, I mean, I'm really evolving. I consider myself sort of an up-and-coming craftsman. So I know I've come from various styling, but now I, I feel very comfortable where I'm at now, and I'm sort of developing myself. I, I tend to lean more towards, uh, let's say, a classic pipe with putting a twist of my own in, putting a, a little bit of a design of my own in. Mm-hmm. I guess if I had to refer to uh, another uh, pipe artist that I uh, that would be probably closest to to my work, it might be, mm-hmm. I mean, Angel Marks in, in Vermont. Uh, you know, he sort of, his work is more on a classical line, and then he, he adds his own feeling to it, and... And that seems to be my direction at, at this point of where I'm going. I, you know, I use a little bit more exotic woods uh, and ivories in, in, in my pipes and what have you, but I tend to myself like more of, uh, of a classic feel mm-hmm. of a pipe as opposed to, uh, you know, there's some wonderful artists out there that do such beautiful carvings that, I mean, when you look at some of the Japanese artists, you know, uh, Takatumi, uh, or what have you. I mean, you, you know, that work is absolutely magnificent, but I mean, I don't know whether people smoke those pipes or not. They just put yeah. them on the on. If I had one of his pipes, I'd probably put it in a plexiglass case and put it on a mantle with a light on it. I mean, they're just beautiful carvings. Yeah. But, you know, my pipes, I, I want to make pipes that people smoke and, and are comfortable with and maybe have a little bit of a flair to them and my work of late the last uh eight nine months i feel very very good about to me the most important thing of a pipe of course if it is its smokeability the technical qualities and that i 
I feel I really have down pat, you mm-hmm. know, and I mean, you can have the most beautiful pipe on earth and, and uh, you know, if it doesn't smoke good, I mean, then it just becomes a sculpture. Yeah, absolutely. I want people to smoke my pipes and enjoy them. And so where the stage of my business is now, I mean, uh, I feel very grateful. A lot of people, are, my pipes are selling nicely now. Uh, I get real nice comments back, and uh, that's so rewarding to me. From there, I'm, I'm just uh, growing and paying a lot of attention and, and caring an awful lot about what I do. One thing that I've noticed about the pipes of yours that I've seen is that you go in a number of different directions and you feel very um, at home, it seems, with doing that. That is really something. There are ones that look like a, a twist on an umpal, or there are others that look like, well, it looks like that used to be an apple, but now it's something totally different. You know, some are very large and, and some are small, and your artistry is really interestingly growing in so many different ways. And you've got lyrical lines, and then uh, you've got these kind of fireplug little pipes that are still somehow elegant. So I just think it's really wonderful what you're doing with your um, designs here and how many different areas you seem to be very comfortable working in. Yeah, well, thank you very much. Uh, yeah, I I appreciate that. And yeah, it's actually how I feel. Uh, you know, I when I start a pipe, I generally sit down with a pencil and paper, and that's that's the beginning. Uh, and then I put that onto a block of wood, and, and, and then I start my basic carving. And before you know it, uh, uh, you know, I do my drilling, and, and I start carving, and, and uh, either either the grain changes my pattern or, or there might be a little flaw you have to get around in the wood or something. And uh, it's very important to me that a pipe feels comfortable in your hand. That's what I really try to focus on, that that pipe is really comfortable uh, in your hand. On some of my pipes I'll, on my website, I'd, I'd say that, well, this pipe is, is comfortable uh, for someone who likes to hold their pipe in their left hand. Mm-hmm. You know, most of my pipes, it doesn't matter whether it's left hand or right hand. It's, you know, I, I want them to feel comfortable no matter how one holds their pipe. But, but that's important, and then I think the design goes around that. Tell me a little bit about color. When it comes to your pipes, my uh, as far as the colorist, I spent uh, many years as a colorist, coloring hair. So I I've always had an eye for color, and I get an awful lot uh, of reward, personal reward out of out of coming up with some really nice, interesting colors. I pay a lot of attention to that, and the colors that I use, all of them are organic type coloring. Sometimes I use many coats of different colors, and I. I do a very fine sanding in between or buffing in between to come up with the, the right color and, and to bring out that grain pattern uh, within the, the wood. I mean, to me, that's the, that's the best part of the pipe. When you're finished with it and you're, and you're putting that color into it, I mean, that is something. And sometimes I could get finished with the pipe and I look at it, I go out in the sunlight and I look at it and I look at it under different color light and that dictates, well, okay, this pipe is finished. You know, I feel good about this color. Tell me also about the stem work um, and, and the colors in, in the stem work that you use, because uh, there too you're using you know all different kinds of colors, and you know there was there's some in there that are just very unique and very original. Yeah, well, uh, depending on the wood that I use, uh, when I use accent woods, sometimes I I would keep them natural, or uh, I would use a different 
coloring on the wood itself than I would on the pipe to just accent that wood or to bring out a different grain within that wood. That's, you know, that's not the briar wood, that's not the pipe, it's the accent wood. And that's uh, basically the way it goes. I use a variety of, of exotic woods. There's so many beautiful woods out there with different kinds of grains and and I just really like to put that combination together, whether it's a wood that has uh, reddish-type tones, and and I try to make that combination um, a color that isn't the same, but yet will blend into that color on the briar. You have some, like, I'm looking at one right now where the stem looks to be like a blue Cumberland type of, mm. of look to it. Um, yeah. Wow. Isn't that a, isn't that a nice color? Uh, it's Greenish blue Cumberland stem I get from Germany. It's just a, a beautiful coloring and, and very rich, rich uh, color. But it is Cumberland, you know, it's a uh, rubber base, uh, just like the Vulcanite. But uh, it uh, really has a wonderful pattern in it, doesn't it? It does. And the one I'm looking at, you've used uh, apparently a ring of Arizona ironwood. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the pipe itself is this wonderful um, orange color almost, mm-hmm. and uh, those those three things together are just you know three colors that I I just would not have thought of um, going so well together. It, and here you've you've done it, and it's you know it, it looks great, it looks amazing, and uh, so I, I think that uh, I think that maybe. You're onto something about the uh, the coloring idea from your your previous work coming out here. Well, thank you. Uh, I, I I think also a lot of that comes from the photography uh, aspect of my career. Where, absolutely, uh, absolutely. Where you know you blend colors together and photograph something. You know you look for the right. The lighting is very important, and and the softness in it and. And that's what I try to do with my pipes. Uh, I like the coloring and the balancing between the, my stem work and the briar itself. Uh, I, I want it to sort of blend with a certain kind of a softness, and some of them have a little bit more of a pizzazz to them, but I'm starting to do something now uh, on the rustication that I'm calling the lava rock. I have that on my new pipe page there, one pipe, but... But um, next week I'm putting another one out like that that uh, looks like a bronze statue. The coloring of it, I really like, I mean, I love smooth pipes, but I also love some rusticated pipes and and blasting. For my own personal taste in sandblasting, I'm not one for very really deep, deep, crabby kind of blast. I sort of like a softer, more of a leathery kind of a blast. Uh, I'm doing this new uh, rustication this lava rock rustication that uh, that I just really like an awful lot. I mean, it's uh, it's sort of deep and ruddy, but yet it has a very smooth finish, and it feels so good holding it in your hand. Now, is, is that the second one down that I'm seeing on your website right now? It, yeah, it is. Okay. It is. Yeah, that yeah. definitely does have a kind of leathery, worn look to it that that is real unique. I've never seen a, a blast or a finish quite like that. So... Is that that is a blast then that you've gone back? No, into? no, no. That's all hand carved. That's the, that's done with uh, chisel work. Oh no! Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's done with hand chisel, a little bit of the Fordham tool, and then uh, a little bit of light sanding in between and what have you to get that nice smooth feeling. And and I'll be putting a larger pipe like that on this uh, this week. Uh, actually, right after Thanksgiving. 
I mean, I mean, I just really am very happy with the way that design is and the feel of those pipes. I mean, they just feel really good. Yeah, that's a that's a phenomenal look. I hope to see uh, more of those up there because that is really something else. Yeah, well, next next week, like I said, uh, the day after Thanksgiving, I'm putting on two more new pipes that I just finished and and got finished photographing, and and uh, I'll be putting them on right after Thanksgiving. That lava rock, and of course, it's already sold, but so hopefully we'll see some more of those <laughs> lava rock finishes up there because yeah, we, like, is... we like to see those sold signs on them. <laughs> <laughs> I bet, right? Uh, that's very handsome, though. That is really something else. Thank you. Tell me about your nomenclature. How do you uh, how do you stamp or mark your pipes? Well, you know, I've been doing them by hand uh, up until just a matter of uh, a couple of months ago. And then speaking to some of the um, the bigger collectors at, at the Columbus show and, and Richmond show, it, it seems as though they seem to favor, uh, you know, a little bit more of a formal. You know, it's funny. I bought a couple of stamps, and to be honest with you, as artistic I might consider myself, I just can't seem to stamp a pipe correctly. Right. By hand, it's either crooked or something isn't right. So, right down the road from me is this real nice fellow I, I happen to meet, and and he he does laser uh, work. Mm-hmm. That's how I'm getting my pipes done now. He is he is lasering. Uh, uh, I am now. I, I just put Jay Rinaldi uh, pipes. Uh, Jay Rinaldi USA mm-hmm. and the date, and I would just change the date. Um, and I also have a, a little logo that I put on my stems now. Is that logo also lasered on there? Yes, it's, it's lasered, right, and then it's colored in, inside. Yeah, I, I color it with a silver leaf. You know, and as far as grading, I don't know uh, about grading. Right now, I mean, I, I just price my pipes. Like I said, I'm growing, so I'm establishing myself. I don't know whether... I, I could. I can't grade my pipes yet. I just grade them myself, and I price them accordingly to how the grain looks and how they come out. And mm-hmm. down the road, uh, I think if I, I feel comfortable in a grading system. Like I said, uh, I'm still developing and evolving at this point, and I don't think I could grade my pipes yet. I think you have to really be making pipes for lots of years and be at a certain level before you start to grade. And, and I'm not so sure that I'm ever going to grade. I, I might do a very simple grading down the road. What would you say is the toughest part about pipe making? The toughest part is the disappointment. <laughs> uh, and the disappointment sometimes could come when you're just about finished with the pipe and all of a sudden there's a big flaw in the wood. You say, oh, God, where did this come from? You know, yeah, and, yeah. And, and it just ruins the whole thing. And and with me, it seems to always happen right on a shank, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, right by the shank face is something where you can't really do much about it, you know. So either it goes in the garbage or it becomes a pipe that I smoke. But that's the most disheartening thing is when you could put time into a pipe, you know, so many hours and what have you, and, and get to the point where saying, boy, I like the way this pipe is turning out, you know, and then all of a sudden, there it is. Yeah. And you might stand down a little bit more or get a little bit more and, and it just gets bigger and bigger. And before you know it, you say, well, I, you know what? I can't sell this pipe. About how many pipes do you get out a year? How many of your pipes get into the market a year, would you say? This year, I probably uh, would have somewhere in the area 
about 50 pipes. I don't ever see me getting uh, to where I'm going to become production in a way. Yeah. You know, I really don't even want to get to that point. And I'd rather, you know, make fewer pipes at, I'm not going to say a a higher cost, but a little more of a higher cost than where I'm at now. Mm-hmm. I, I do put a lot of time into my pipes, but I, but I think you have to crawl before you walk, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you have to walk before you run. I think I'm priced very, very, very fairly mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now with my pipes, and I think as I grow uh, and uh, I'm more comfortable with it and I see I have a, a bigger client base and what have you, uh, well, then perhaps deserving to... Uh, to increase my price a little bit more and 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 go that route. I mean, that's what I'm geared towards. You know, I don't want to get where, uh, you know, I have to produce X amount of pipes because I'm in, in different retail stores or right. or anything like sort. I'd rather be a really custom pipe maker and, mm-hmm. and dealing with that, you know, type of person. Your, uh, your shop is right there at your house? My shop is in our barn. Oh, wow. <laughs> You know, it's uh, funny the way it happened because, um, like I said, Jenny and I moved up here in Sonoida oh, about three and a half years ago. And before we moved up here, we built a barn, and then we lived in our horse trailer uh, while we were building a, a small house. What happened, uh, after we moved into the house and I was doing more and more pipes, I built a room uh, inside the barn, and it was 12 by 12. And then what happened is, it was too small, and I wind up building another room, 12 by 12, and putting the doorway in between, and and that's where I work now. And and you know, it's uh, it's quite nice because uh, you know I'm down there, and I can look out, and I can see our horses. It's kind of uh, an interesting uh, feel. My wife and I feel sort of blessed being where we are because it's it's just so beautiful, and we're surrounded with mountains and what have you, and to, I could be working, and, and then if I want to take a break, I could just go walking outside and just walk around for 10 or 15 minutes and take that break, and, and I'm just so grateful that uh, I've worked very hard, and I still work hard in my life, and, and that uh, I could walk back into my shop, and I just feel uh, so good about where I'm at in my life. It wasn't always like this. That's great. That's very, very good to hear. Tell me a little bit about the photography that I see that's uh, also on your site. That's my love also. You know, like I said, I, I sold my, my main business that I, I made my living on. And, and uh, when I moved out here, uh, I was making a living with photography, doing commercial work here. And uh, I, I was hired by some golf courses in Scottsdale photographing their, uh, their golf courses and, and doing some commercial work for relatives here in Arizona. And, and now I do just fine arts photography, and, and, and that's what I do, my photography and my and my pipes. And, uh, you know, Jenny and I go, she's a wonderful artist in her own. If you see on our photo website, she has her area there. She's a wonderful painter. So we work a lot hand in hand. I've done a fair amount of work. I'm quite proud that a lot of my photography work has been published, and I've won a number of awards for my work. And I still photograph. I do classes every once in a while for uh, people just on the composition of photography. You know, you could have the best equipment, the most expensive cameras, but if you don't have the eye uh, and then you don't know how to shoot with the right 
conditions, uh, the light conditions, and your photographs, it, it doesn't matter what kind of equipment you have. I teach uh, a class as far as uh, composition on what to look for uh, when you photograph and how to set a shot up. I enjoy that very much. I have a whole new series coming out, actually, of posters. I'm just finishing up now. And actually, you know, to go one step further, what I'm doing, if you look on my new pipe page, the way I'm presenting some pipes there now, I'm doing a series uh, like that, uh, that are very creatively done up, and I'm going to make pipe posters. So on my photography website, I'm going to have a category uh, shortly, perhaps uh, within the next couple of months, of pipe art. Oh, wow. That's very so, Yeah, so I'm looking forward to getting, uh, I'm going to get strongly into that after the holidays and, and work on, uh, on getting that up and running. That's great. As a fellow artist, I can't wait to see that too. So you'll have to uh, shoot me an email when that's ready to go. I'd love to see that. Oh, absolutely. You bet. Your photography is absolutely amazing, by the way. Thank you so much. Very nice. You do so much. You do pipes, photography. You do so much stuff. When you're not doing your pipes and when you're not, you know, shooting photography or when you're not teaching, what do you do? Uh, I sit on our porch and we look at the mountains and I have a pipe and maybe a glass of wine and spend time with my wonderful wife. Oh, that's a great answer. <laughs> and, our, and, and we have a wonderful dog and... Yeah, we, we ride our horses, and uh, matter of fact, what we're doing now, we're putting together, uh, we're putting a, a, a ride together uh, shortly. Uh, it won't be until after the holidays uh, to raise money for our local church over here. They want to build a new new church, and uh, so we're going to put together a ride and and uh, and see if we could raise some money. And and there's some beautiful areas here to ride, so uh, we're going to be seeing if we could get a whole group of uh, people up here and and ride their horses and see if we get a little money from them to uh donate to the church sounds like you're doing very good over there in arizona your uh pipes i mean you're doing some really fabulous work from what i've seen i'm just so impressed by how many different directions that you're able to go in and really pull off exquisite work here it's so nice to uh chat with you john well, uh, Oli, I thank you very much. Uh, this has been uh, such a pleasure, and uh, I love your website. I look at it all the time, and uh, and you're doing a great job, too, for uh, pipe people, and a lot to be said for what, what you're doing for our industry. Thank you so much, John. It's It's been so nice talking to you today. Best of luck getting some more of those uh, lava rocks up there. I can't wait to see those. So hopefully those will show up there soon. Best of luck with all your new creations and with your wonderful pipes. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Well, thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. Now there is one nice guy with some great talent. If you want to know why I'm crazy about what John is doing with color, as well as his new lava rock finish, Check out his work at jrinaldipipes.com. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you had a nice time. Let's do this again soon. This podcast was made possible by Tobacco Supermarket. You can find Tobacco Supermarket online at www.tobaccosupermarket.com. Joyce has an enormous variety of pipe tobaccos and nasal snuff, not to mention a lot of other things. So check her out today. She's been in the business for a very long time, ships all over the world. I'm Oli. For Oompal.com, wishing you very good luck 
trying to decide which J. Rinaldi pipe is going to be next in your collection. <laughs>